It's a great day at Huff Insurance. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance. Good afternoon, it's Kelly. Hi, speak to Nancy, please. My intelligence calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingoma. Hold on one moment. Thank you. Joey, I'm so sorry. Nancy, how you doing? We've been playing phone tag forever. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How uh, how are you doing? I'm good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. most clients know because I'll save it today I mean how many clients did we have when individual rates came out that wanted to move off a group because the individual rates were so low and I said to every single one of them in three years you're gonna be begging me to go back to group because individual rates are gonna go up because there's no way they can sustain this long and that they're gonna go up that you know they have to there's no way they're gonna be here as soon as the claims start rolling in and how many people said I'll deal with that in three years you know but for right now I'm looking at my health insurance going for me and my partner from $1,800 a month down to $800 a month and I get the platinum plan three years goes by pretty quick that was my good friend Nancy Nicolo over at Huff Insurance in Pasadena Maryland And it's always good when we can mix in a little health insurance talk. Now, for all of you, just sit tight. I endure how many PNC conversations. I think you can do me this one favor. All right, so what I'm getting excited about is... Are we doing the right thing? Are we? This goes back to um, the conversation I had with Brent Kelly last week, I think it was. Yeah. Are you a real risk manager? And it's, are you doing these things? Are you... Are you actually trying to look into the future and see trends and give advice and be that true risk manager? That's Nancy at her finest. And to be honest, Nancy's always scared me a little bit, like in like the best way possible. Um, just because I think, um, you know, I, I like, I really just like what they do over there. Um, she knows you know, basically everything top to bottom. Um, just, you know, solid, 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 like, you know, group PNC, like I can't hold a candle to Nancy in an insurance conversation, but I'm going to try right now because I have to, but what we're, what we're talking about, and this is so <clears throat> Me and Nancy were kind of scuffling about something slightly off topic. This is what brought all this up, but this is what I want to focus on and the important thing to kind of take away. So, are you doing the right thing? This conver- like so this this one call that I had with a client. This will always stay with me. Um, a guy calls me up and he says, "You know, uh, my I just retired and my wife is still going to be on the plan." I, I, or she's going to lose. Like he, he really didn't know. Like he didn't know when the, the wife's coverage was up. He didn't know she could stay on the plan. He didn't know really much of anything. He was talking about some sort of cap expiring. I'm like, dude, I don't know what this cap is that you're speaking of. Isn't it always fun when people use like made up terms that they think like are things and that we should know. It's just like, dude, like you gotta, you really gotta, you gotta tighten that up a little bit because I got no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, dude, I was like, listen, like, listen. And honestly, all he wanted to do, like he had seen videos and things like that. And all he wanted me to do was to sell his wife a policy today. 
And I'm like trying not to sell him a policy. I'm like, dude, like, listen, like, there's no way it is like, this is insane. Like if, if this thing is in place and depending on how much it costs and how long she can keep it, there's no way in my best, like good conscience, I can recommend that you buy anything that I have to offer you. Like you need to stay where you're at. You need to, if it's a retirement plan that she can stay on, I need to know that. I need to know if there's Cobra. I need to know all these things. And he didn't know the answer to these things. I'm like, dude, I was like, you need to find this out because I'm not, I'm just not doing it. And I, like, I, we almost got into an argument. And I don't know about you, but I do enjoy every once in a while just to mix it up a little bit. When you get to get into an argument occasionally, when you just kind of just, you know, just give it a little bit, just give it a little bit to that person. There'll always be somebody else, you know? Anyways, I'm just saying that, it, but... <clears throat> Do we do enough of that, right? First off, are we doing enough of the right thing? Are we, again, I could have just rolled over and like 15 minutes, signed him up for a policy and went on my way, right? Could have just done that. Uh, But no, I had a 35 minute argument with the dude about why I'm not selling him a policy and why he needs to go tell me these things and figure this stuff out. Same thing with Nancy. She's talking to her clients about, hey, listen, you know, individual rate. First of all, it sounds like things were maybe a little bit better in Maryland than they were in Ohio. But anyways, Nancy, whatever. Uh, you know, Nancy's saying, hey, listen, this is going to get bad and you're going to be begging me. It's always nice when you can kind of put that, and again, back to being a true risk manager, when you can kind of put that, put your foot down, kind of mark your territory sort of thing and say, hey, listen, I told you this. Now everyone does have short-term memories. Um, and maybe we should start like getting engraved plaques of like, I told you this smart thing when, date it and everything and just send it to them and then they can have it. And then you can make sure that they pull that out when that thing actually happens. And you're like, dude, listen, like I, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do my job, right? I know how to do my job. And that's what we just need more of because, because if we don't, then we get stories like this. Uh, I see where you're getting, but I mean, I know what the the client's mentality is going to be is, so what? You know, I mean, we had an account a few years back where we had submitted it to the company. We had sent in the loss runs. We had sent in everything. Underwriter declined it because of claims history. Other agent submitted it sent in no claims information, no loss information, nothing, rated it online, put maximum 40% credit on it, and company went ahead and and they didn't even know he had given the quote because he never sent it to underwriting. When I found out about it, because we were losing the account to them, that, hey, wait a minute, we had submitted it and you guys completely declined it, they didn't think that it was fair to make the insured, now that they had been given a quote, not write the coverage at that price. So they agreed to write it, and it was a matter of if I wanted to get a BOR or not, because we did it the right way and the other agent didn't, but they didn't want to penalize the insured since he had already seen the other person's quote. All right. Well, that's one way to handle an insurance company. Uh, so... I mean, there's a lot of problems there, more than I know that I care to really address, but they didn't. All right, so I get it. Like, we want to be about our customers, right? We want to be about the client. We want to, and I get it. Like, they're doing the guy a solid, but so here's the danger, right? Here's the danger. I think this is why, I think this is why we have maybe some of the problems that we do in the industry. Why? doing the right thing is sometimes a little more challenging than it ultimately should be 
is because, well, what we've just taught Mr. Either Incompetent Agent or Mr. Very Competent but Looking for an Edge Agent, neither one of them are very, well, none of, yeah, just they're not good. We've just taught that agent that, well, hey, guess what? You can, you, I mean, now I, all right. We've taught him that, you know, again, you can maybe potentially game the system, but I mean, I'm sure maybe if he has, you know, a, a track record of this, that eventually they'll catch on. I'm, I get it, right? But it's just I, we're setting the wrong precedent for, you know, the agents, right? Because, I mean, we all know what's going to happen now, right? Exactly. Uh, and then the insured didn't want to keep business with us because why would he want to do that when this other agent was able to get a deal for him with that same carrier that we were we got a decline on? That son of a bitch. I mean, let's be honest, right? So we're talking about doing the right thing, and not only are we the ones that have to do the right thing, but my goodness, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if a client wanted to do the right thing too? I mean, man, that, so again, doing, it's always, uh, what is it? It's um, doing the, it's, uh, I don't know. It's always good to do the right thing, whatever that's saying. Oh boy, it's late. I'm sorry. For that client, right? That's really hard for him to do the right thing. He went with a uh, an idiot agent and he screwed it up, but he got lucky because he got a rate that he wasn't, you know, I mean, it's obviously going to catch up to him in the next year and that won't be the case and who knows what's going to happen. But I get that. But man, I mean, wouldn't it just, I mean, wouldn't just the world probably be a better place if Nancy got the business and that client wanted to stay with, with Nancy. And so here's the thing. And this is, I think the argument that our disagreement or heated comfort, uh, an inspired debate. How about that? Nancy and I were having an inspired debate on, um, this goes back to, boy, what episode was she on? Uh, we were talking about, oh boy, um, just basically people that leave you, right? Like the people that, the, the clients that have, you know, chose to leave you, uh, whether it's for non-payment or for whatever reason, how much do you pay attention to those people and the money that they're, you know, you know, if they've walked away from you, how much of your attention are they going to get the second time around? And this was, this is kind of what spawned out of that. And, and it's like, Hey, well, you know, initially where we started the conversation, like, Hey, they're going to save the money if they're going to, if they can save the money. And, you know, it's what, how do we, I just, I feel like, I feel like there's just a whole layer of something missing, a whole layer of communication throughout the process. Because one, I don't know, maybe maybe that client, that person that got declined with Nancy, maybe he's just maybe he just sucks at life. Maybe he's not a good human being. Maybe they maybe 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 that's the test, right? Maybe that's the test. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want him as a client. Maybe it all worked out the way that it's supposed to. I don't it's getting a little it's getting a little, I know, fluffy and and um, you know, motivational, and trying to look at everything on the bright and sunny side of things, and maybe that's not the case. But I do feel that you know, again, there's again that part of the story. There's that part of the communication that people don't really understand just the mechanics of insurance, and I don't know that they need to. Definitely, obviously, not on the level in which we all do, but a basic understanding in which for a consumer to know that this is the reason that, um, you know, 
you lucked out and your guy's an idiot and you now have a favorable rate for 12 months and we're, you know, I don't, it's just, it's just a terrible story. It just screws me up. And I've, I've actually, I remember, I mean, I had this conversation with Nancy a long time ago and I dreaded doing this episode because it just, it really messes me up. And I'm sure it's messing you up too, right? It's just like, it's gonna, I'm, uh, let me just, I'm sorry for ruining your day because you're gonna think about this probably throughout the entire day of just like, my God, is that the worst story you've ever heard? I mean, like we've all had that happen, right? It's just, we've lost the business because some, you know, money talks and it's just, you know, they see that best price and it's like, well, what are we doing wrong? I don't know. I mean, obviously there's, there's plenty of things that we can do, but I just, I think overall, <clears throat> top to bottom from the industry, agent to company to underwriter. I think we all just have to, you know, be more concerned. Now that's, we just, we just need to do the right thing, no matter how hard it is. It's that simple. So what is one thing that is like ridiculously like easy to do that you've just never done? Like there's no reason in the world that you can't or shouldn't do it. You just never have for whatever reason. For me, it's getting my like shoes shined at the airport. You know, like you see those little things, those little stands you climb up on and you sit and you get like a dude to shine your shoes. I mean, I feel like that just having a dude work on my shoes, that feels a little... I don't know, archaic, out of date. I feel like there's like a like a little machine buffer that we could have happen. I don't know. I feel bad for the shoe shine guy. Also, really more than that, I think, because uh, I could probably live with that. I think the thing that's really holding me up is I kind of feel like I need a newspaper to do it, and I never have a newspaper. And I feel like if I'm getting my shoes shined, I need to read a newspaper, but I don't ever want to read the newspaper, so I never get my shoes shined. And also, I do think, for whatever reason, completely illogical this is not a thing it will not happen i do just feel like if that were to happen it's going to increase my chances for like getting shot like you know i i I grew up watching too many too many mafia movies goodfellas godfather i just i feel like that's where something like that might happen even though i have absolutely zero reason i don't think anyways uh for that to happen i just feel like it increases my chances by like a hundred percent of if I sit down there, you know, just again with my newspaper, getting my shoes shined. It's just you're just setting yourself up. It's just too blissful of a situation, right? You've got your information, your feet are looking great, and all of a sudden somebody's gonna shoot you in the head. Like, I don't know. I'm kidding. But seriously though, I mean there's no reason that I shouldn't have done this, right? It's just it's just like you go walk and you give them money. maybe it's maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm I just don't know. I don't have enough information. I don't know if they take cash. Like I feel like that's a cash situation. I feel like it forever should be a cash business. And like you gotta tip the guy and like it's just it feels like you can't pay with a credit card to get your shoes shined. I just need more information. If you know, if you have let me put it this way, can I I would like to be um, in awe if you have done such a thing. If you've gotten your shoes shined at the airport or wherever they have the things, I've seen them around other places, but mostly at the airport. Uh, Joey at agencynation.com. Give me some tips. Let me know because maybe next time, if I'm, if I have enough time, I will, I will indulge, and I will just see what it's all about. Because you know, hey, we all have to achieve goals, right? Joey at agencynation.com.